Do you have any um, any projects coming up to do over the winter? I don't think we really talked about that. For me, um, odds and ends on the Miata. I picked up a, a Borla Catless Midpipe from a guy who was parting out his track ND and selling it, like putting it back to stock and selling it. And he had tons just, and so tons that retains of the fact the primary cat in the header. I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then just better flowing and you know deletes the secondary cat in the midpipe don't tell the epa or my state inspector um uh, it's fine as long as it doesn't yeah. throw a light and you well, still have your primary uh, uh fab nine i have versatune on my car anyway so all i gotta do is ask brian at fab nine to send me the tune that deletes the light for that particular code It'll be all right, but um, that should free up a little bit of power uh, and and probably sound pretty good. So I've got that laying at home. It was just kind of one of those like it's whatever. I think they're close to four hundred new, and it was one hundred fifty bucks. Oh, yeah. It's just like yeah, you know what? Definitely. Why not? Um, not much else for the Miata. Uh, I would like to get a set of dedicated track wheels. Um, I need to sell a couple sets of wheels and tires. I have. Uh, before I can fund that. So um, once those sell, I would, I'm would i looking at the... I'm eyeballing the Flying Miata Kogekis. Have you seen those? I think so. Ooh, they're very pretty. And uh, and lightweight, mostly. Um, they've got those really cool, like, knurled uh, inside where the bead sits. Oh, yeah. To try to help uh, avoid the tire actually spinning on the rim, uh, which is kind of neat. You know, they're they're actually designed for and fairly lightweight for uh track stuff um so i'd like to get a set of those it was kind of a shame to have to put my new tires on the stock wheels but it's all good i'll just i have a friend with a tire machine in his garage so i'll go back down there and swap them onto my new track wheels when i get them hopefully that'll happen over the winter but not a whole lot else i would like to get back to my mr2 i've been i've been thinking about it a lot lately and uh i just need to get some motivation and clean up around it in the garage and get back to where i can actually see all the parts of it again and then um unfortunately some of what i need to do on it is like paint parts and i would have been much better off doing that when it was warm outside yeah but we'll see the weather never seems to make any sense anymore so you know i might get some 50 degree 60 degree days in mid-december and definitely not out of the realm of possibility yeah maybe i'll have the rear subframe prepped at that point i think that's the last thing i already did all of the uh, suspension arms and stuff so yeah i should get back to the mr2 armand put a terrible idea in my head that I should do ITBs on that V6. Yeah, you should. Oh, but God, <laughs> Absolutely. The, the engineering that would go into it, because nobody makes like a 3MZ or 1MZ really? ITB kit. I don't think like so. Like you can't, there's nothing in New Zealand that adapts 4AG throttle bodies to it or anything, or like BMW throttle bodies. of them, and I... You can make it work. Like, I could make it work. I could find throttle bodies that are sized right and then make, a, you know, an upper intake manifold and stuff. But then the linkage and how the throttle controls it, throttle position, like, all of that stuff. You have to I deal don't... with syncing them. But at, at, 
it it tuning them is more like messing with carbs at that point. Yeah, where you really have to get them all like tuned properly to deliver. Yeah, like a bolt-on solution would be it would be super cool, but I think it, it would be way too far down the rabbit hole and put me even further away from ever getting that project running. So it's probably not something I'll do. Would be cool though. It would be cool. Um, that's really it. I mean, I only have those two cars, and I haven't touched the MR2 and something shameful like nine months it needs money too you know i just decided i was spending my money on going to the track turns out that's pretty fun uh, it turns out it's pretty fun yeah so i have two more track events i have some at point this weekend and then i'm going to road atlanta in early december and that'll cap off my year i'm anxiously awaiting the release of 2023 schedules yeah i'm, I'm expecting planning grid life schedule to come out in the next couple of weeks when PRI is happening. I think that's when they normally do it. And then I went back in my email history and I think NASA usually puts out their schedules around Christmas time. So just uh just post and track stuff or uh text me or something. It'd, it'd be fun to coordinate as many events as we can get to together. Yeah. It's always more fun with friends. The only the only definite right now is Hyperfest, and then everything else is kind of dependent. And then whenever Grid Life goes to New Jersey again, yeah, if they do, hopefully they do. They probably will. I hope so. I really enjoyed that event a lot. I think they will. I've made friends with a couple of the uh, workers from that event, and uh, I think I got the impression from them that they would be back at New Jersey. Or they were planning to be. I know they 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 want to do more East Coast stuff in general, but. If they could come a little farther south, that would be nice. Yeah. I think it's just where, like, where is Adam based? Like, where are they theoretically out of? Yeah. It's just pretty far. Yeah. It's pretty far for them to come to. And I think NASA has such a stranglehold over VIR. NASA yep. and then like every other organization that's gotten in. Porsche Club, Chin. They could do Summit. Days. They've done Shenandoah, but it did not work well for what they do. It's too small. Yeah. And too dangerous. Yeah, especially for like GLTC. No, you def- like, you can't you need, can't you wheel to wheel on there. Yeah. They would need main. GLTC for- on main would be kind of cool. It would be really cool. Be be fun to watch. They have some decent like you can they have grandstands down by uh, oh, yeah. everything from the shoot through turn nine. Mm-hmm. Like five through nine. So we used to camp on the hill where the rock is right there. Oh, nice for Hyperfest. Dwayne Johnson's there. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like you you go to like drive through the woods to get to the infield like spectator area, Mm -hmm. like away from the paddock. And there's like a hill with a rock and a tree. There's grandstands (laughs) there. And then you go farther up by turn five and there's grandstands there, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think track stuff absorbed most of my funds for customizing and projects. What about you? Besides the fortunes that fortunes, will hopefully happen. Uh, depending on grid life scheduling things, if I really want, I might I might make a second. I got to figure out a way to make the car work without a splitter on it visually. Um, Gar- I have just I have, garden edging. Just do this straight like air dam. Yes, but I have to figure out what to attach it to because the bumper is very wobbly and flimsy. 
So I have to figure something out. Attach I it have to the ideas. bumper and reinforce that bottom edge with ha- rods. Yeah, I have some ideas, um, but we'll see. I also would say, like, in the time that, or the one time I did the garden edging thing, which was along the bottom lip of my NA Miata before I got the garage very style one later, um, it actually, like, reinforced the shape of the bumper pretty decently in and of itself just because it is like pretty thick stuff yeah i still have some rolled up in my garage by the way you're welcome (laughs) to just have it if you want to experiment i I did buy a roll of uh sheet abs plastic to make like the stuff you kind of stuff you make air dams out of Mm. um so i have some stuff some material to play with i just need to figure out implementation what what you can do yeah and how to how to make why do you want to get rid of the splitter because you can't to. have a splitter in Sunday Cup. Yeah. Oh. You can have a lip, but not a splitter. Yeah. So, by the rules, he needs to find something something that will still be compatible with running the splitter for normal HPDE stuff, but that will meet the Sunday Cup rules and still I ha- I have some whatever ideas. Whatever aerodynamic to... advantage you can gain. I just need to see yeah. what's going to work. What about you, Corey? Are you going to... You gonna touch that blazer? Yeah, there's the title is right over there. I need to go to the DMV still, but uh, um, yeah, I I gotta replace the fuel filler neck uh, because apparently it leaks, rusted through. Yeah, so and do that and then just drive it. Check yeah. uh, Chesterfield Auto Parts. See if one's in the truck lot. There yeah. is a fuel filler neck. I think it's just fillernecks dot com has. An abundance. Really? Yeah. There's a place, there's a, there's a whatever for that. I bought my, the one-way check valve for my filler on, for the Corolla where I was having backsplash issues. Um, I bought that check valve from them. Cool. I'll check it out. Fillernecksupply.com. That looks correct. Orange, orange and black color scheme. Wow. No matter what type of flatbed service body or custom project you have, we have a solution. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Can you see if you it pays off? can make it work. Let's see if... Whoa, had you considered a flatbed blazer? I had not. I, n- neither had I until just now. And honestly, it's not panning out very well in my head <laughs> as I sketch it out. Uh, Are you... so? Can we take the Volkswagen to Delta V, tell them to make it run, and then get rid of it? That's what we should do. Yes. The answer is yes. I, as I mentioned last time, need my wife to have a job. Oh, yeah. So that we can have two monies instead of <laughs> one money. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She graduates in December. Hey. So, uh, if anybody's looking for a web designer, hit me up. Yep. Or really... Hit her up. Either way. Either or. Either or. Or uh, weld in filler necks. (laughs) Steve's really in on filler necks. It's cool. It's a cool site. No, no. But I was looking for like search your application. Blazer. You know, while he's looking that up. Filler um, hoses. Oh, uh, what year is it? 98, 99, something like that. 98. 
That's unfortunate. I've got 2001 through 2004, and I've got 85 through 91. What the hell? Hang on. 97 through 2002. Blazer, Jimmy, Bravada. Two-door? Four-door. Four-door. Two-door fuel filler neck. 95 through 96. Two-door. 98 through 2000. Blazer, Bravada, Jimmy, four-door, fuel filler neck, plastic tank for 98. You should send that link to Corey right now. 90 bucks. You should send that link to Corey right now. Yeah, I should. You know what I should do? I think you should send the link to Corey right now. I just, this is totally my idea, and it's very original, but I should send this link to Corey right now. Completely uninspired whatsoever. Yeah. But by the voices inside my head who at this moment are my friends, Jordan and Corey. I sent it to our um, podcast group chat because that was the easiest. Because we goal. have a Discord. Also, oh, no, I didn't, have... I didn't send it to uh, that. I just sent shame. it to the text one Speaking that you Discord, started earlier tonight. You mentioned to, I believe, our friend Tom, a website, shout a, a local website uh, that sells like connectors and stuff like that. Oh, Ballinger. Yeah, there you go. I got on their website and was oh. like poking around. Oh, they have it, some good oh stuff. Boy, it was, they're that the was, of that was dangerous. They're great. That was d- d- dangerous. Yeah. yeah. This is dangerous. Uh, they have gotten me out of so many <laughs> jams at work. It's incredible. I <sighs> feel the part stock. Oh my God! I really You're want. Uh, so, uh, a friend of mine's son's uh, Power Wheels mm. it, Jeep Power Wheel is uh, in the backyard right now uh-huh. because it had all sorts of weird electrical issues. Um, you know, I think it solved a lot of that. What's that? It's an eighteen volt conversion. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. That'd be fun. But, um. It had a bad, turns out it just had a bad, uh, like, ignition switch, basically. Huh. So I, there's a, there's a website that, like, just sells parts for Power Wheels of I'm all sure. different brands. It was, like, super cool. It, anyways, I, I bought one. It was, like, $12. Oh. So I, I actually think it's in the mailbox right now. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? Oh, oh, oh. Underneath of the thing, there's, like, just really crappy white plastic connectors that connect the motors to the to the batteries and stuff like that so i was like i wonder if i can get some like weather pack connectors yeah. to like go under here some weather pack or like some dtm deutsch connectors or something something, something. but then i'm like it's a kid's toy like it doesn't matter it's not it needs motorsports great connectors <laughs> yes but Corey, there's no kill like overkill <sighs> It's true. You are speaking to the overkill Lord, <laughs> Lord himself. <laughs> yes, I am aware that Lord, I, Lord overkill when it comes to wiring, yeah, at least. Yeah, I want to spend twice as much as I have on the rest of the project on connectors just to like rewire the whole thing for no reason. I completely understand. Thousand percent. Yeah. There, there are few things more satisfying than good cable management, too. Let me just put that I out there. I am saying. Yeah. Oh, my It's gosh. just like, it's maybe the most satisfying thing. I have spent hours upon hours in a previous life just like building audiovisual racks and then running custom cables to everything and then just dressing them aside so nicely. You really feel accomplished when you're done with that. 
And I this that's what I'm picturing if someone were to look under any Hot Wheels car that you put your hands on, Corey. <laughs> it's just like... Oh, yeah. Th- there's like 48 yeah. wires, but they're just so organized. Yeah, yeah. And like, the oh, it's so frustrating. The the wires that run to them. First of all, this thing is uh, four-wheel drive, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Oh. Does it dual motor? <laughs> what? Four motors. There's what? a motor on Four each wheel. Individual motors. Yes. Yeah, I'm there might there, it might be a single in the rear, but it's definitely two up front. That what's, is awesome. What's the body style again? Did you say? It's like a Jeep Wrangler. It's, it's like a it's like a it's off brand. Yeah. But, okay. But yeah, it's it's a Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's yeah. a Billy's Jeep. Yeah, it's <laughs> I forget the the name of the actual uh, brand or whatever, but um, a Billy's Jope, Jope, <laughs> with the umlauts. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, the wiring. Uh, the one of the other problems is that one of the motors was like disconnected because the uh wires are just like soldered onto the re- tabs coming out of the back Blech. of the, and it's like the front of the car, and it's like so I want to like. Resolder them on there and like encase them in epoxy. Yeah, and like put, all put a real nice weather pack connector. Yeah, in do, between there, do all sorts of like strain relief and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Zip ties everywhere. Have you, have you ever? This is a rhetorical question because I know you have, but have you ever used one of those little zip tie guns? Yo, oh, yeah. God. Oh my God! It's the the flush cutters? Yeah, yeah. No. That like the ones that pull it tight and then flush cut it when it's no. achieved. Oh, it's a, it's a. It looks like a a pistol. It's a, it's, it's a, a tool. Total hand grip. Uh, what like a C clamp would have, right? Oh, sure, like, There's sure, a part sure. that rests against your hand, and then there's the part you pull with your fingers, and you like lay the tail of the z- zip tie in it, and like. Pull it, and, and it, it has like, like a ring, tension ring, setting, ring, 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 ring. and it pulls the zip tie, and then when it gets to its tension setting, a little blade comes up, it goes, Ch-ching! like a like the automatic wire strippers yeah. do, where it like grabs the wire, then lowers the blades, then like pulls at the when everything reaches the proper like spring tension. Yeah. That's how these zip tie flush cutter it's things work, and it's sweet. It's like it's so great. It's just so great. <laughs> And then, the, yes, it cuts it off like perfectly flush so you don't have the uh, the arm shredding this, disaster. This is one of those tools rack. where if you're going to buy it, buy the like multi-hundred dollar one. Oh, sure, Because sure. The, like, the, uh, the cheap ones are like garbage. Yeah. They'll work for like an hour and yeah. then you're done. But um, yeah, I, it, I had the most amazing experience. This was at that same job where I used to build AV racks um, where... I found one one day in an old storage room that we used just piled old crap and leftover Cat5 cable and whatever we had, like an old con- like toolboxes full of connectors and a storage room at um, Northern Virginia Community College at the Annandale campus. We just like had one of the rooms to ourselves. And um, I was in the storage room. I was digging through. I was supposed to be getting something else. And I found one of those tools. And I had never seen one before. And I had no clue what it was for. And I just did that thing that you do where you just sit there like... You stare at like, it. Like operating it slowly and looking at it this way and looking at it like, what would... And it... Okay, I see it like grips there and it pulls something and then like... 
And then at the end of the throw, like there's a blade that would come. And then I had like the light bulb moment where I was like, zip ties. And then I, it, and then I just killed like seven zip ties in a row, <laughs> just zip tying them to a table leg or something. Because it's just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I got to, I got to use one at a previous job also doing, doing a similar thing, actually. It, uh, managing the wires in this big rack with you know a million different yeah wires, but yeah, super super cool. Yeah, you dress them all with like Velcro straps first until you know you've got them all in there and you didn't miss any, and then and then we you had get to just the other thing we had because the this particular box was full of about a dozen uh, fiber cables. We had uh, rubber zip ties because you're you're not supposed to use a hard plastic zip tie on a fiber optic cable. Uh, oh, because it can break it. So we had yeah. these like reusable rubber, like the it look it's it looked like a jumbo zip tie basically, but it was it was rubber. Oh, and it was super super cool. And they had like um, they had like the little eyelet on top, like yeah, you know, uh, on the on the what do you even call that on the, the, the head, head of, of the, the zip, zip tie? tie? Yeah, what would you? Call we it? all the know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like you you pull the, the you pull the end. thing through, and then you can like there's a little eyelet on top, and you just like hook it on a on a hook inside the rack, and it like hangs all the. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So nice because those those uh, fiber cables are a hundred feet long, and you can't cut them. Yeah, you can't. So, uh, well, like, there are just, ways to splice fiber optic, but it's apparently like. It requires very specialized equipment. Like even just terminating fiber optic cables by hand is like you have to strip back and cut and then polish the end of the actual like filament in the center and then like insert it just right and crimp it in. Nah, dog. Yeah, no, not worth. I only I only had to do a few fiber optic terminations when I was working at that job for audio, like zero loss audio stuff like from one end of a giant like not even conference room but like an auditorium to another where you just needed like zero loss of signal and like instant signal and um yeah not i'm glad i don't do that anymore Copper is a lot easier to deal with when it comes to terminating it cables. It really is. This is the thrilling cable management talk that our listeners really crave and tune in for. Dude, I... This will be after the credits for yeesh. the one guy who I could cares get, about cable management. We appreciate, like, we appreciate you, Tom. Two of us and Tom, Tom is just like sitting there with a giant <laughs> grin on his face right now. Glad we could deliver this content straight to you, my friend. When I at that job that was uh, doing installations for the company my dad had, um, we had these these we'd mount these booms in the ceiling uh, of ORs and they would uh, is like a a two joint like arm system right so you have one arm that does just under or just over three hundred degrees. And then you have a joint at the end of that arm that will also do just over 300 degrees. Okay. And then you mount a carrier at the end of it that just holds a bunch of equipment. So you can have a basically a shelf on the end of an arm, and it can, you can push it anywhere in the room. Those shelves had electrical connections, uh, gas lines, uh, data connections, uh, all sorts of stuff, like uh, video connections, like all sorts of stuff. How... How is that handled in like a dual pivot scenario? Uh-huh. 
in and like uh-huh. you have to get your slack just right yeah on everything yeah. wow. so the the cabling all came assembled in the carrier and you had to pull it up through the through the boom yeah um isn't isn't not small like pieces of equipment here sure. like i mean it's it's heavy duty yeah uh, you have to you have to get a like a forklift to lift it up not a forklift but a uh genie lift to like lift it up in the ceiling so it's like a it's like a five inch hole in the in the center of all the uh joints and you have like four to five you know three eighths hoses uh two or three like hard metal metal conduits and then whatever video cables and fiber optic or whatever so what we would do is we get all of that stuff coming out the top of the carrier and like unspool it all and lay it all down and then take the ends, just one thing at a time, and run it all the way up through. And you get, you have to like, you, what we would do is put the arm in a certain position, depending on how it was going to be used. You put the arm in a certain position, so that when you go through one of the joints and around that turn, as you layer the stuff in, it gets stacked up in like a nice, neat, organized uh-huh. way. And so like, the fr- I, I'm trying to like wave my hands around in the air and hold the microphone. It's not really working. So like... <laughs> It's fine that none of the listeners can see your hands. No, so I know, I know, I know. For me, <laughs> but I'm picturing it. So you you have to like you have to line everything up in, in yeah. It was so it was so wild. Like in sequence of how you want it yeah. stacked. So you, you we would pull everything through the first like where the carrier is mounted. Right, pull everything through that, lay it over on the side, and then in reverse order go yeah, like back one through one, go the into other the way. Arm. So the, and then you, depending on how the joint at the other end went, it was always frustrating to like get make the last turn was always the, yeah. the hardest part because uh, <clears throat> on some of them the 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 center pivot did not was not hollow so uh, because oh, it's because one of those where around, like it comes yeah it comes so, out of the arm and then you leave a slack loop and in, then back so, into the other yes so instead of instead of coming out of or instead of going into the center of the thing and then just up a tube it comes out a tube just before the pivot right and up into the ceiling and there's like a, a ring in the ceiling that like moves with it but you have to then make build a coil in the ceiling of all of the slack right so it can spool out 300 so, degrees of motion yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like then it you're like, like a nightmare then you're like suspending i mean that's why it took it would take six hours to put one of these things together. The cool thing about that type of work though, and why I've always enjoyed doing stuff like that. And I enjoyed that AV job is that it's like, it's methodical, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Like it's very achievable. You just have to go through the steps. You just have to take the time. You just have to pay attention at each step. And then when you're done, it's like really satisfying because it all works. It's like impossible to rush through it. Yes. And making other yeah. people understand that was not easy. <laughs> no. No. Every job, everyone is expected to rush through basically everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like stuff like that. It's just... It's a very, very... I feel like the word satisfying job. is overused, but like it is satisfying when you're done. Like you really it, just do step back and look at it and go like... It was a great feeling. I to get, did that. To get one of those rooms done and step back and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And if you like in some of the real complicated rooms, we call them uh, hybrid rooms. They were like, it doesn't really matter. It was a very complicated room. It, that we did one that had fourteen of these mounts in one room, 
Jesus. Yeah. How bonkers. do you how do bonkers. you keep from just like running all the shelves into each other? Like uh, very crisscrossing the arms. It's and, very difficult. Yeah. I I mean, even imagine like what that type of a room would be utilized for. So it's it's used for uh for uh catheter work inside of hearts. So uh basically the room is built as an imaging room and so there's a big there's a big C arm like uh um X ray machine basically. Sure. Uh Oh, was it X-ray or CT? It doesn't matter. The point is, there's a big C arm in there taking images of the inside of the body, uh, and they would do these procedures. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, and it's driving me crazy. But basically, it was built so that you could do that. You could, you could, you know, watch. You could take images of the inside of somebody, or it could be an open heart surgery if you needed it to be. Like if something goes wrong oh, wow. and you have to crack this person's chest open, you they call it flipping the room. You like pull one set of equipment out, wheel the next set of equipment in, and the person's or like... Or swing it over on a giant arm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Neat. So uh, I, I, it's killing me that I can't think of the name of this procedure, but it's wild because they can... Ventricle <laughs> catheterization. It's, I don't know. it's an acronym. There's an oh, acronym okay. that's like a really cool acronym. But basically what they can do is they can, you, you start in the femoral artery, feed a wire up into the heart. I've heard of this. And they can replace a heart valve yeah. without having like to remotely. do, yeah, like remotely. It, it, it's like, it takes two hours. Crazy. And, and, and you're in the hospital for like four days. Yeah. Like, imagine like doing something on a car with a boroscope, but like inside a person. <laughs> That's like... Yeah, it's wild. While yeah. the, while the engine is running, and if it stops running, the person is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of limitation I can't work under. It's why I don't work on a race team. Taver, Taver, trans transvascular. Oh, aorta. No. A, yeah, trans trans aorta. Trans aorta valve replacement. Nice. I think that's what it is. Taver. T a v r. There you go. Yeah. Dug that one out. You nice. did it. Hey. <laughs> there we go. And you know what? Through the magic of editing, Jordan can make oh. it sound. <laughs> You're going to sound brilliant. It's going to be good. It's going to be oh, like, it's some kind of acronym. I can't remember. Taver. There it is. <laughs> Ding. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I got to, uh, I was lucky enough to get to sit and watch like two full days of those procedures one time. Wow. Uh, it was wild. It was like a get there at 8 a.m., leave it. You know, 7 p.m. It was just sit there and watch, but it's it's crazy. Yeah, those are those are wild rooms. It's like it's like nine nurses and two doctors, and then like four or five support staff outside of the room Sheesh. for what it's for one procedure. Yeah, it's bonkers, yeah. but it's but it's amazing. It's like uh, it's miraculous that they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's no, incredible. Bless the uh, doctors and nurses and people that do medical stuff. It's not for me, but I'm glad they're there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry for that huge well, well, diversion. On, the, oh, on this episode of Beer, Backfire, and Medicine. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that could be a uh, bonus content later, but anyways. 
beer and backfires or, or it anatomy. could just go away i don't care I'm, i i, I if think it doesn't get published I'm i think okay. it belongs i there's part of what i enjoy about this this show part of the reason i sponsor this show i well, should say <laughs> <laughs> well now that our investor is satisfied <laughs> is that there are no rules it's it's like chilies no rules just right but there's sure one not. rule <laughs> You can find us at beerandbackfire.com. We have a Discord. We have an Instagram and a Facebook. Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, you know, um, collecting in the corner with the rest of the dust. Um, or on Instagram at I am understeer. It's probably the easiest. I don't post much anymore, but I'm there. I'm there. Always watching. <laughs> Always. No, actually, watching less and less these days. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at. You can also find me by going to beerandbackfire.com and click on our sponsor. Click link. on our sponsor. <laughs> as far as I know, they haven't taken me off of there yet. You are still on there, my friend. Oh, thanks. Um, I did, I believe, update Jordan's name on the website. Oh, boy. I wanted to change his name in the Discord, but I don't have access to change people's nicknames in the Discord. So Beerandbourbon.com. Get out of here, autofill results. While he's doing that, you can find me at c.crehan on the Instagram for pictures of the birthday boy, Big Dog. Uh, good food and ripped pants. Happy birthday to Luca. Yep, it is Luca's birthday. Our show's he mascot. Is, he is three now, and he is zonked out He right is now. snoozing like a um, big, giant three-year-old. Chungus, too. Oh, you can also find me on the Discord. I believe I'm the only one with uh, notifications turned on, so there you go. Mm. You, I definitely don't. Yeah. <laughs> I have to manually check. Uh, Jordan, you are listed as Track Daddy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you are. So there is a link to Track Daddy's Instagram. <laughs> Right there, right there on our, right there on our page. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Daily Downshift. I have a blog, also thedailydownshift.blogspot.com. Um, or just click on Track Daddy's Instagram. Or just at click on Backfire. Daddy's Instagram. Um, yeah, beerandbackfire.com. Hop on the Discord, say hi. Uh, other than that, have yes, a good the night. Discord pops off. So it get, does. It's good. Get there. Be there. It's good stuff. Be there. We love you. Good night. My coworker ha- had a uh, Halloween party, and I went. I didn't have a costume, so I literally wore cargo shorts with my new balances you went as Corey. i had my new balances on i had my 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 tall socks and i had my shirt my uh, my three button polo tucked in and i had my my straw hat on and i was the track dad you know i thought you were just everyone's dad ever every white guy's dad ever <sighs> yeah track dad that's pretty good i um i went to i went to a costume party for a two-year-old um so he didn't care what i wore uh but all the adults were dressing up too and um i found out it was a costume party as i was getting ready to leave the house so i just went as a driving enthusiast nice (laughs) basically went as me (laughs) i wore my mazda motorsports jacket and my pilates driving shoes and 
Yeah, that, that was good enough for me. We went as Nick and Jess from New Girl. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Excellent.